Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Thursday night, and uh, before I fall asleep, I'd like to say a word on the subject of tefillah, which I try to do every week, uh, courtesy of Mishpah Stefanski. Um, and I'll tell you the truth, I was thinking <coughs> over Yantav, and also over uh, today, which was uh, Rosh Chodesh, and the davening, uh, something we say, and it kind of expanded into something of a theme, and I'm just playing around with this idea. And you do with it as you wish. <coughs> On Yantav, we see Vakar Bizarina Bibena Gun Futsasina Mikanas Miyakasi Arts. And <clears throat> without being a mobbim about it, I don't know what he says. It's a little bit repetitive. You pray the temple should be built and restored Vikarev Pizarina Bena Gun and bring forth the Makarv, those who are scattered among me bena gun from among the Gayan nations. Unafutsasinokanis miyakis arts. And those who are in the foots. Gathered together. So, what's the difference between Carpus Arena and the Fusus Hanukkah? Just, I was wondering. <clears throat> but then I'm thinking more. And um, when you do a Scottish mention, which was yesterday, I mean, the Shabbos before, we say, Misha Sani Lava Sinema, Gaul Sami who, whatever it is, Bikabates Nidochen and Miyabakan Fosaurus. That's a third expression. So you got Karbis Zerinu. They're all saying the same thing. Are they not? But obviously they're not. Otherwise the language would be identical. And they're not. If there are different ways of saying it, must be each one's referring to something different. <coughs> At least usually. You could possibly argue Kefal Ho'inyin Bishpil Amalitza. It's just poetic. It's the same thing. And I dare say most of us usually think of it that way. I certainly do. But if you shtelzach, as they say, if you, if you give it a little bit of thought, Perhaps it's not so simple. It has three expressions. A, Bikar Bizarino. B, Nefutsa Seinu Kanis. C, Bikavis Nidochenu, Miyabha Kanfosaurus. Kibitz Nidochen. And finally, you say every day in Davening, Tkavisha Bagadol Kheirisinu, Bikavtsenu Yacha, Miyabha Kanfosaurus. All right. Right? Bikavitz Gilyusinu, Miyabha Kanfosaurus, or something like that. Am I right? Is that what I want to know for in the language is Vesonis the Kabitz Gilyusinu. Raise a flag, the Kabitz Gilyusinu. Why does it say raise a flag, the Kabitz Nidochenu? Or the Karapizarenu? Or raise a flag, the Kanis Nefutsasenu? And so you have, uh, from the Ibn Ezra Malbim type perspective, you have Pazur, Nafutz, Nidoch, and Golis. Obviously, they must be referring to different things. I'll tell you the thought that occurred to me this past Yantav. And I turned it over my head a number of times. I don't have any finality on it. But I'm just sharing with you by way of stimulating, if you're interested, your thoughts on the subject. When we say, <clears throat> especially what moves me is the situation of the Jewish people nowadays, which is pretty lousy. Because um, most Jews are alienated from Judaism. Let's put it that way. They're alienated from Judaism. Um, 
<clears throat> Usually, <clears throat> the way we translate this is kind of um, political and geographic. There are Jews who are scattered among the Goyim in different ways, in all parts of the earth. You're praying for a Messianic era. Part of the Mashiach Saib is going to be Kibbutz Goliath. So, somehow or other, <clears throat> the land of Israel will be taken over or led by some Messianic type. Mashiach went double, let's say. This is our idea of utopia. Or at least part of it. And <clears throat> uh, the rebuild of Esamekdosh, as the Ramam puts it. And the Bekibbutz Goliath. So the Jews are scattered in different places to move there to Israel. This is one of the reasons <coughs> not to be um, you know, political about <coughs> excuse me, I'm bad throat. <coughs> not to be political about but you know, this is the reason why the Mizrahi, the religious sign, he says that's called the ghoul or something like that. Because the fact of the matter is whatever you think is this interesting in our lifetime since 1948 particularly a huge chunk of the Jewish people located in Israel. That cannot be without some significance. Moreover, in the recent past, I think I'm right about this, the Jewish population in Israel has become the largest in the world. <coughs> Can't hear, but you know, that's very unusual. That rove of Klai Yisrael, or at least the largest individual community, should be located in Israel has never happened since, I don't know, a long time ago. I mean, it might not even been like that in Bayashini period. You understand what I'm saying? We don't know how many people in the time of Second Temple lived in Israel and Judea and how many lived in the diaspora. In Bavel and Huna, you know, Syria and all those places in the Middle East. But it was large numbers. <clears throat> so, um, it's very, very possible. Rove of Kalisrael didn't live in Israel. Although, I think the largest single community would have been in Israel. But I could be wrong. If you go with the Victor Miller, with the, what do you call it, the Doris Rishonim, I believe he holds that Bubble had a bigger population than Israel during the Bishani period, I think. But anyway, <clears throat> since then, <clears throat> all throughout the Middle Ages and modern times and all that junk, Israel is tiny compared to other countries. And we have lived to see a kibbutz gullius of a certain type. It's not what people imagine would be in Tommy Yeshayahu. I get it. It wasn't a firm thing at all. I get it. But nevertheless, you can't deny mass immigration into Israel and a population growth in Israel. So that's not without significance. <clears throat> okay? Now, um, this has always been the Jewish idea that to be a kibbutz gullius in Mashiach time. And therefore, when you say Carpus Arena Ben Agayim, if it's the Sena Kansi Akiyoris, the Sonnes, the Kabbitz Goliusena, and so forth and so on, you mean a geographical moving, like has happened in the last uh, 80 years, picking up and going to Israel. Um, a political change, as you'll be able to do it. As Israel won't be ruled by others, you know, that sort of thing. <coughs> um... And that's because it's neither chenim. Yeah, kind of force. It would also be like that. You have even pesukim that we all know. Bov di miyaret sasha, but a dochem eretz and so forth. But it strikes me that perhaps a uh, that's a very cogent way of learning, but another cogent way 
to be referring to spiritual where they're holding to uh, mental position of the Jews. The biggest tragedy we have nowadays, from a Jewish perspective, is there's millions and millions of alienated Jews. Alienated from Yishkai, that are the vast dominant group in the diaspora, certainly. In Eretz Yisrael, it's not clear. There's a lot of them in Israel, but there the situation is more complex. That's a good thing. Certainly in America, in those type of countries, the vast majority aren't interested in anything Jewish for a whole bunch of reasons. And it seems to me, <clears throat> when you're davening, especially Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and that, I mean, uh, when Yom Tovim, and saying these things at Rosh Chodesh time also, that's the Kibbutz Goliath that needs to take place, a mental Kibbutz Goliath. That the Jews have to return to Judaism. And that's something that doesn't look necessarily why it's in the cards. But the good Lord operates in funny ways. And cultural and other factors can arise. Either positive or negative. That's been the story in history. Sometimes it's anti-Semitism. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes anti-Semitism has led to a return to Judaism. Very often it's led to a running away from Judaism. So you can't be glib. I'm not going to, you know, be glib. But it is interesting you say, carb is a We're asking God to be makarev. Isn't that the word we use nowadays? Kirov? Karev. Those are pizurim mibenagoyim. They're scattered, and I think mefuzar is the idea of scattered into bits. Like you throw spices and scatter it. You know, it lo loses its constituent parts. The futsoseinu is like clumps. Now, I could be wrong, and I'm sure some of you will send me uh, emails and all that, but I think I'm right. Nafuts simply means groups that are scattered in the sense of being far away from the center. Nafuzer means they're ground up. And it's very interesting, of course, that we know that Haman referred to the Jews in his time as Mefuzer Mefur Ben Amin. Now, you don't know if he means, it admits of both interpretations. When Haman says, and here he says, Haman may be referring to the physical fact that the Jews were, were scattered throughout the empire of Persia. There were Jews everywhere. Or he might have been saying, the Jews are and therefore they're in the process of disintegration. It's true, but, you know, it's working. It's just that Haman had got so angry over Mordechai that he lost it, and he went for an immediate final solution. Otherwise, uh, things were going in such a direction that over the course of regular time, the Jews would just uh, assimilate, to assimilate in the literal sense of the, of the English word, Assimilate, to blend into, fits with Mufuzar, Pizur. You understand? In which case, you look at the porn story, kind of funny. Haman blew it. The thing was working. <laughs> it was the Nasa porn that turned everything around. You see? The thing was working beforehand. I was in college today, and a student of mine, and we're talking about a certain theme in Jewish history, 
He's a Christian guy, an African-American guy. And he said, it's, you know, like this guy said to the Christians, if you treat the Christians well, then they'll assimilate. I said, it's so funny, because I hear that among the Jews. It sounds like a well-known idea. So the things that are causing them to disintegrate is precisely the fact that they're living I don't mean that in a bad way in the going, but if you're a tiny little group, you cannot help be affected overwhelmingly by the surrounding culture. It's possible to resist it, but it's hard. It can be done, but it's very difficult. One of the big arguments for Zionism in Israel is take all the weak Jews anyway, Stick them in Israel with other Jews, at least they're sufficiently hidden. Those same people, if they would be in America or some other place, would have been all intermarried and gone out a long time ago. Because they were schmuck to start with. If the guy lives in Tel Aviv or Haifa, Melo, you know, even not from, chances are the girl he's going to run to is also going to be Jewish, and vice versa, and so forth. That's a big argument for Israel. Those people, if they were somewhere else, <laughs> mama should be gone. Okay? Uh, because that's what's happening in America. So, Pizurena ben Agoyim and Karev seems to mean a plea, a prayer, when my base will be around, there should be Jews who want to go back. Because unfortunately, the simple fact is, the Mishim came tomorrow, plenty of people don't want to go back. So, oh, you get to live in Eretz Yisrael, you'll be Gavaldi, we'll have a base Amigdash, you'll get to keep Shabbos, you'll get to keep Tumantaira, I said, the heck with that. <laughs> I'm staying in America. I don't want that. You see what I'm saying? From Jews, oh, Mashiach time, maybe you all it. But then someone who's Mufuzer Beno Amin doesn't think like that. He says, that's not something I want to be part of. I'd rather be here. Karbizarena Beno Agayim. And, uh, you know, do what I'm comfortable with. And if you pray for a change in that mindset, you say, Karbizarena Beno Agayim. I think. Nefutosenu kanis miyakisi arts sounds more like groups that are not alienated. They're just nefuts, right? They're scattered all over the world by circumstances. I would say in general, those Jews that Israel brought in would be more like nefutosenu kanis miyakisi arts because they're brought in. They wanted to come. That's why they came. Many of them, as you all know, came when Israel was in really bad shape long ago. Um. But of course they're happy they came because otherwise they would still be stuck back in those countries. Imagine if you're an Iranian Iraqi Jew, you're living in Israel with all the junk that the Spider-Man had to go through, which was not right. I chronicle all that in my lectures in Baltimore, you know, in the Saturday night stuff. By the way, I'm starting the Saturday night lectures, ho hopefully next week, October 16th, at Shamri Um, You know, in person. Now, um... See, in the foods of Santa Cosmic Arts, that's clumps of people. They want to be Jewish, but they're physically scattered away, and they'll be mechanes. They'll be drawn together. And then you have a certain group called Kabitz Nidochenu. That, to me, is the most interesting of all. Because what does Nidochenu mean? Rejected, pushed away. As far as I know, the earliest example of this phrase, the biblical example, is of course when it said Labal Yidach Nidach, which is in Shmuel Bays, an obscure story, about the actress. Do you remember that story? Basically, 
It's part of the whole tragedy tale of David and Absalom. David and Absalom. <clears throat> Where Absalom is the brother of Tamar. The brother rapes Tamar. Absalom kills the brother for doing so. Because the father doesn't do anything about it. David doesn't do anything about it. Doesn't punish the rapist. Amnon. And David is angry at Absalom for doing it. And Absalom runs away. The king kind of banishes him. And uh, on the other hand, he, he misses him. It's quite a story. And at one point, Yoav, who after all is the nephew of David, therefore the cousin of the princes, right? So he tries to scheme how to bring Absalom back and try to make Shalom biased within the family, right? And um, he gets, what is it? Is this the Dakota woman or something? He gets an actress, and he says, I want you to play a certain role. And this is very typical of what they used to do in the biblical stories, especially in Shmuel. You set the person up. Happens again and again. Remember what Nason said to David after the incident about Shabbat? He said, once upon a time, there was a certain poor guy. They got messed up with a rich guy. What should be done? And the king said, kill him. He said, oh, thou art the man. You know, he set him up. Here also, she came with a whole cock and bull story, but it was a, a contrived story where basically she said something along the lines that I have a, I'm an old lady. I just have a son. I have two sons. One son killed the other. I have only one son left. The other relatives want to kill the killer. I'm the mother. I don't want it to happen because I'll have nobody left. I have nobody left. It's a terrible dilemma, I just said. Lady has two sons. One killed the other. She doesn't want her surviving son to get killed. So what should I do? And the king said, I'll have to protect him. And so on and so forth. Let me find it here. I'll protect him. And the woman then says, okay, let me say something to you. This is how she artfully introduces the fact that she set the king up. But Right? So let's find a good translation of this. Uh, the woman said to the king, Why have you devised a thing like this against the people of Hashem? When the king says this, that, you know, you shouldn't harm the, the killing son, do you not convict yourself? In other words, Oh, I busted you. That's you and Absalom. For the king has not brought back his banished son. So known as Nidoch, the Vilti. In other words, you telling me to protect the son, and you didn't do it to yourself. Levilti Hoshiba Melchis Nidcho. And and then she goes on to be very eloquent, in a very difficult Pusik. And she this is in, in Shmuel Bay chapter 14. And um she says, Kimos Nomus, look, we're all gonna die sooner or later. How much longer do we have to live? But Kamaima Nigor Marsa, Ashirla Yosefu. And basically, you know, life is such, it's like water on the ground that cannot be recovered. Let me put it this way. You'll never be 20 again, <laughs> you know, if you're over 20. You'll never be 15 again. Some of you will never be 60 again, you know. It's, a, it's like water gone. Okay? Kamayama Nergamarsa, Ashirla Yosefu. Below Yisra Elohim Nefesh, Vechoshav, Machshavos, Levilti, Yidach Mimenu Nidach. And this is not what a God desires. Rather, God devises ways so that a banished person does not remain banished. What's another translation? Hashem does not sweep life away. He devises ways to bring us back 
or we become separated from him. Or the banished one will not be an outcast. A lot of different ways to translate it, but you get the idea. So a Nidoch is someone who's been rejected. And we say, Kabbis Nidochim, Miyabakan for his arts. That is very interesting. Are these people that we have rejected? And we're saying we want to bring them back? Or are these people who have become rejected, turned off by the way we acted towards them? I don't know. I'm I'm speculating. You say, Kabbis Nidochinu. Right? It's kind of interesting. Yeah, what, does it, what does that mean? Okay? Kabbis Nidochinu. So there's Pizarreno, there's Nefutzaseno, and there's um, this one, which is Nidochenu. And one is in by Rishkodesh, and one is in by Yantar. They all have to do with the utopian future, praying to God to bring, you know, a better time. And the verbs, of course, are different. One is, uh, you know, Kiruv, one's for Kinus, Kanes Kinus, and the other one's Kibbutz. Kabbutz Nidochem, Yavakam Fasorz. Sounds like we have to do some kind of job, or the day will come in Messiah time, where I'll speak in vulgar terms. The from Jews. We'll have to do something to try to bring the not from. Maybe they'll say we were wrong in kicking you away. I don't know. Like I say, I'm not, I'm just guessing here. I'm playing with this idea because I find it very interesting. And we do say in Davening, but I don't think we give two thoughts to it. I'm giving two thoughts to it, not more. If Kabbutz Nidachenu, and Kibbutz means bringing whole pieces together, not just uh, shattered uh, pieces together, I think it's very just interesting that there's a prayer that we want the Nidochim. Uh, I'll, t- I'll be frank with you. Imagine somebody who was uh, mistreated or molested when they're young uh, by a front person. So things like that happen. Now he's driven away from Judaism. That person had a Nidoch. You see? He was pushed away. Uh, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. But the front community in general pushed it they did that. So, so the people just turned off to Judaism Stamazoy, it's their problem. Maybe by Futsasina Ben Agoyan, uh, you know, Miyakase Arts. Maybe because they're in the Yakase Arts. I would translate that nowadays as Eretz being materialism. And so but I'm not sure if that's too rabbinical or not. But I'm serious. Uh you know, in the Futsasina Khanis Miyakase Arts, from the extremes of Ertius, of uh, materialism, we certainly live today in an age of extraordinary consumerism and, um, what's the right word, you know, materialistic, uh, you know what I mean, you know, uh, uh, indulgence. Uh, gotta have this, gotta have that. Yarkas, the arts are extremes of the arts. We're living in times of extreme the arts. I would even say the extremes have now present, as we all know, penetrated into our community. Just look at any page in the Ami or the, or the other one, or the Mishpacha. You know, you can see a ten, ten foot long steak. You know, for your Friday night dinner. As Yakasi ours, the ends of the Eretz, extremes. So some people, as I would analyze it, are driven away because of Beno Ami. They're just influenced by the outside cultures and peoples in which they live. You can't help that. 
Other people are driven away by Yagrasi arts. They've succumbed to the temptation of extreme materialism, which is very easy to do. Some people are nidoch. They've been pushed away. Maybe by your next door neighbor, by other, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. And basically, if I'm praying for God, what I'm saying is that that takes a divine miracle. That's very pessimistic. Whenever you pray for a miracle, it means it won't happen. You see? The person I just described, who was, for example, molested, I'm just making this up, or something like that, they ain't coming back. You're not going to go get them with some schmooze. You know? They're not coming back. It would take an act of God. And you pray for that act of God. It's kind of interesting. And finally, you have That might be the easiest one. Because Kibbutz Goliath means you have a Jew who lives in Gaulus and feels in Gaulus and therefore is more than happy, more than ready to move back to Israel. That's why they say what we've seen in our lifetime is more like if it fits anything, it'll be Kibbutz Goliath. I'm not sure we've seen too much of Pizarini been a going. Maybe we have with the Kiruv, I don't know. The Arceus, the materialism, pretty stark to me. I don't see that weakening. The Nidochim, I mean, I know people like this. And I dare say you do too, if you're honest. How do you bring them back? Or do you simply say, Kabbit's Nidochim, it's up to you, Rabbi Shalom. And finally, you have Kibbutz Goliath. The person who feels is a Golos, and I gotta move to Israel. This would be today, I'm saying today, today, the American Jew makes Aliyah, I think. He says, I'm here, I have everything good, I feel in Golos. You know, I want to do for that reason. So I'm just sharing this with you because we always say it all the time in Dominic. It's sort of like cliche. But I think if you give it a little bit of analysis, you penetrate the outer shell of the cliche, and maybe you see something beneath it. Maybe. Um, as I said before, these are ideas I'm turning on my head, speculating about it. But I think it's interesting. And with that, I uh, leave this to your discussions at your tables. Um, if you have an insight that I didn't think about, I wouldn't mind if you shared it. And maybe I'll return to this theme some other time, maybe another yantar, if I've thought about it more. But anyway, I want to wish everybody a good Shabbos. Thank the Stefanski family, as always, for sponsorship. And uh, I bid you all Shabbat Shalom. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.